My name is Lindy, and welcome to Life in Pieces. This is a podcast that takes an autobiographical view on my life and the little pieces that many may not know. I do want to take a moment and, as always, thank my listeners and supporters because without you, this podcast was would just sit out in the abyss and just exist. But with you, this podcast has a purpose. I do want to go ahead and insert a content warning. This episode does contain some criticism of the Mormon Church as it relates to the treatment of LGBTQ plus individuals. So if you think this content will offend you, I urge you to go ahead and skip this episode. I have been pretty open in recent years about my sexuality, but the journey to being open about it has not been very easy, and I have come a long way. I've come a long way from the 15-year-old quiet girl that was shy, never really talked to strangers and kept her head down. I've come a long way from the 20-year-old college student who was terrified to talk about how she felt about the religion she was raised in. I've come a long way from the 24-year-old female who knew she was bisexual but was terrified to tell anyone. I've come a long way from the 30-year-old who had to find a way to come out to her parents as she started dating a woman and didn't want to force her into the closet again simply because she was dating me. A question I have received from people in the last few years since coming out and being open about my sexuality is how long did I know I was bisexual? Honestly, that's a kind of a tough question as it's happened in stages for me. But I was probably 14 or so when things started to become challenging for me. I knew I was different and I felt out of place. I knew I was feeling things I shouldn't, or at least thought I shouldn't. But at age 14, being deep in the Mormon church, I honestly wasn't sure what to do about it. So I buried it. I ignored it. I thought if I didn't acknowledge these feelings that I could just kind of forget about it. I was actually winning at that game for a while. I was a growing teenager and able to use school and just the general busyness of life to avoid feeling my feelings. I didn't want to admit something I thought I could get that I thought could get me kicked out of the church or potentially even worse, kicked out of my own family. So for a long time, I pretended like this part of me didn't exist. I was pretty good at it, as it turned out, because when I did come out, I shocked most people. I did have one friend when I told her, uh, her reaction was, is it bad that I feel like I already knew about this? So apparently I wasn't great at always hiding it, but at least until I got to be an adult through my teenage and early adult years, I became a pro at ignoring it. By the time I was finishing high school and starting my first few years of college, I had more or less stopped being an active member of the church. I think many assumed that I was just being the typical rebellious teenager and didn't want to be told what to do. And to a degree, yeah, I mean, that was probably true. But on a much deeper level, I knew that what I was feeling deep inside, an attraction and love towards women, that I wouldn't be accepted as who I was. 
I never really spoke that side of it out loud, but I was old, but it was ultimately what led to me leaving the church. It's what led me away from the church. Keep in mind around this time, Prop 8 was also going on. So same-sex marriage, homosexuality in general was very much in the news and prevalent in everyday life because of Prop 8. Which I also had some major feelings and thoughts on that topic, but I never spoke about it. I may have left the church, at least when it comes to actually going on every every Sunday and participating in church activities, but the majority of my family was still in the church, and I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. As my sexual desires were becoming stronger and stronger, I felt I needed to take action to fix it. I felt broken. I felt like I was about to become an outcast and lose my family. What happens next, I'm not terribly proud of. It's a part of my life that I wish I could take back, but I did learn many lessons from it, and ultimately, it shaped me into who I am today. But instead of facing this issue head-on, I decided it was time to get back into the church. I felt like if I was truly broken, that the church could help help me fix it, help me fix me. One summer, while visiting some family, I started taking the missionary discussions. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the Mormon Church, these discussions are what they, the missionaries uh, teach to potential members before joining and or being baptized into the church. I, I saw the ecstatic look on my parents' face that I was coming back, coming back into the fold, as, as it's called sometimes. And although I knew they were happy, I could feel my soul being crushed. I desperately wanted to shout from the rooftops that all I wanted was to be free, to be accepted. But I willingly pushed myself to a place of isolation and darkness. As at the time, I thought I was doing what was best to quote-unquote save my soul. Fast forward slightly, and I was fully back in the church. I was going to church every Sunday, I was attending all the meetings, and going to all the weekly activities. But part of this transition back into the church included me going to BYU. Although I was already in college, my parents gave me a choice as they were wanting me to move out. Ultimately, the choice I made was to go to BYU as it was the best option I had at the time. I applied. As a transfer student, I was academically accepted. That part was pretty easy for me. Interestingly enough, I don't think I would have been accepted as a freshman just based off of academics alone. But as a transfer student, I made it. One of the biggest obstacles in my mind was how do I get the church's endorsement Uh, as part of the BYU application? Every student wanting to attend needs an endorsement from local leaders, bishop, usually stake president as well, saying that I am in good standing, that I am following everything I need to, that I am 
a good member of the church in good standing. And since I was a rule follower, interestingly enough, this really wasn't hard for me. But I knew deep down that the church wouldn't accept me if I blatantly admitted that I was attracted to women. So half the time I felt like I was lying, even though most of the time I never got asked this direct question. But I did get accepted to BYU. And when it became reality that I was going, I could feel my soul being sucked out. I was terrified of what would happen, but nonetheless pushed forward and went to BYU. This is where things got bad. If you're talking purely academically, I had a great education and I am grateful for that education. But I spent almost four years at BYU and they were some of the hardest times of my life. In many ways, it nearly killed me. It was January of 2009 that I transferred out there and I graduated with my degree in the summer of 2012. It wasn't even December of 2009, I think it was the summer of 2009, and I had already found myself with a therapist. I felt like I needed some professional help to get myself out of the hole that I was in. And an ironic twist, though, going to BYU pushed me to my breaking point, which led me to this therapist. And this person really is partially responsible for getting me to where I am today. They gave me the strength to dig within myself and realize how strong I was and still am. And even though this person was a member of the church and still is to my knowledge, they recognized just how strong I was and helped me find myself. It's not like I opened up about my sexuality and the feelings surrounding it right away. But after some time, I felt safe to do so, and I did. And I'm glad I did. While at BYU, I felt like an outcast. I attempted a couple of times to breach the topic of sexuality with a few that I felt were close enough friends that I could. And every time... I was told I shouldn't think about sex, that if I was feeling any sort of attraction towards women that I needed to concentrate on finding a male companion, that I needed to focus on finding a husband, and that these feelings of being attracted to women would go away. So I tried, went on a few dates, I found some people to date, but I felt like I was in a prison. Trying to suppress these feelings wasn't working. But again, being the rule follower I was, I was very hesitant to do anything that would cause any attention to be put on me, especially for breaking rules. For those of you that don't know, BYU is very structured, structured around rules and something called the honor code. The BYU honor code is something I signed, but really, really, really wish I had it. It was forcing me to live inside a box that I knew I couldn't fit in, that I didn't fit in. I will do a whole episode on BYU itself, so for now I'm going to bypass 
the specifics on my experience there. I knew they wouldn't let me be myself. It was quite obvious during my time at BYU that I, I could not really be myself. My heart had left the church a long time ago, but I had to keep up appearances to make sure I didn't get kicked out. I was going through the motions, but my heart and soul were not in it. Even after I graduated, I was hesitant to give in to these feelings that I knew were there. But after nearly four soul-crushing years, these feelings weren't going away. We can fast forward through some of the time after college as it was, you know, the awkward, awful jobs, trying to find my way just in life in general, let alone figure out my sexuality. I dated mostly men, but eventually I did start dating women, but no one knew about it. It was so secret. However, I was discovering myself. I was giving in to what I knew had been there this whole time. I was able to finally feel like I could express my true self. What sucked, though, is hardly anyone knew about it. I think I had two or three people in my life at that point that knew. My sister was one of them, as well as a co-worker slash former boss that I had at the time. Well, they weren't former at the time, but they are now. A former co-worker and boss. But I have to tell you, I was so excited when I told my sister about a girl I was dating. She was so happy for me. I knew I was doing the right thing, but I had no idea how to go about letting people know that I started to date girls. I was utterly terrified. Over a span of a couple years, though, I had dated a few girls, still dated guys as well, had a couple serious boyfriends, but it never felt quite right. Uh, it's important to know that I did do a lot of online dating, but isn't that the way of dating these days? <laughs> anyway, I had been on several sites, but after some awful experiences with guys, I had decided to go ahead and switch my profile to being interested in both men and women. Even this small profile switch terrified me. I was anxious and nervous, but not long after I made this profile adjustment, I found a girl that I that seriously was after my own heart. She loved to travel. She was cute and nerdy. I was hopeful, but cautious. We definitely hit it off. Our first date lasted hours. We sat and talked at a restaurant and it was comfortable. But I must admit, in the back of my mind, I was not sure how I was going to tell anyone about it. At this point, I had actually come out to my coworkers, current coworkers. I have started to open up to others around me as well. The main group that didn't know was my parents, and of course, Facebook land. My parents being the most important part of that.
After a few dates, though, I knew this relationship wasn't going away, and this was someone I felt was special and I needed to hold on to. But it wasn't fair to her to keep her in the closet, so I knew I needed to figure out a way to come out to my parents. But this was a step I didn't think I was strong enough to take. But one night, while at my parents' place for dinner, I decided to approach the topic by asking a hypothetical question to my mom. My sister was there, but she had stepped away to use the restroom, and I had asked my mom a question about how she would react if one of her kids turned out to be gay. Unfortunately for me, my sister walked back in without warning of what was happening, and based off of what my mom said, my sister thought I had just made the leap to tell my mom about my sexuality. She was wrong. After some blank stares and a look of terror on my face, I realized my mom had just been told that I was bisexual and that I was actively dating a woman. This was not the way I intended to come out to my parents or my mom specifically. What was even worse about this is I could tell my sister felt a thousand percent awful. And I knew it wasn't intentional. Also, my dad wasn't there, so only my mom knew at this point. And I thought to myself, great, I have to do this again. Initially, when I asked my mom this question, I was just trying to gauge a response of what it might be like if I came out to them. My timing was terrible. But I was just in a state of shock at this point. Well, I mean, I guess this is one way to handle the anxiety and just rip off the band-aid, but as it turns out, my sister kind of did me a favor. Although I would never suggest this method to anyone trying to tell their parents something quite life-changing like this, I'm not sure how long it would have taken me to officially come out had my sister not done it for me. Again, not how I wanted it to happen, nor would I suggest it to anyone. And I know my sister felt bad for it, but it's kind of how it happened and we had to roll with it. The church forced me to keep this part part of me boxed away and asked me to ignore it. I felt broken. I was angry. At this point in my life, come to current times, my parents have met and accepted my girlfriend. She has spent a couple Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays with us. We've been together for almost two years. I love her with all my heart, and I am so grateful I took the leap to find a woman to love. It was one of the best decisions and hardest decisions I have ever made. I have nothing to do with the church at this point. I have come into my own and I found my inner strength. I am happier than I have ever been. And the more strength I find to speak my truth, the better my life seems to go. 
This inner strength is ultimately what led me to making this podcast. I am grateful this ended well because for so many other LGBTQ youth and adults who have a history with the Mormon church or really any other strict religion that does not accept LGBT as real and okay, it doesn't end near as well. For any current or former Mormon Mormons out there who might be listening, who may find themselves with a fragmented family because of their sexuality, or who may be in a stage of hiding because they are scared, know that you aren't alone. There are people who can understand and support you. I am one of them, and I will continue to be one of them. Love is love. Be yourself. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Lindy. This is Life in Pieces. Until next time.